you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and supporting the Black Man with the Gun Show. This week, bump stocks. What's the deal? What is a bump stock? Have you ever heard of a scapegoat? And the skinny on mass murderer Stephen Paddock. All this and more coming up next. This portion of the show is brought to you by Black Man with a Gun Reloaded. You can get your autographed copy from me directly by emailing me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. For only $20, Black Man with a Gun Reloaded is an autobiographical book about gun control, how I became a trainer, an activist, a speaker for the Second Amendment. This book has a glossary that will make you sharper. It belongs on the bookshelf of every gun owner. Black Man with a Gun Reloaded. Email me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com today. It's also available on Amazon without the love. Blackmanwithagun.com Ken Blanchard's Pro-Gun Podcast. All right, after John Wayne leads us in the Pledge of Allegiance, we'll be on episode number 609, Bump Stocks. What's the big deal? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You probably didn't even realize that this week, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives outlawed the dreaded bump stock. I bet if you have one, you're probably the only one on your block. What the heck is a bump stock? A bump stock is a gun stock that uses the recoil action of a semi-automatic pistol or rifle to simulate fully automatic firing. A gun stock is the part of the gun that connects the firing part of the gun to the human who operates it and usually as a rifle or a shotgun. The mechanism of the bump stock is quite simple. The bump firing stock is in two pieces, allowing it to slide back and forth as if on a drawer slide. It's called bump fire because the recoil of the gun sends it backwards and the shooter causes the gun to go forward, bumping the trigger. Bump firing can be done on most semi-automatic firearms without the addition of any mechanism. Bump firing is done by releasing the grip of the gun and letting the firearm ride freely. The trigger finger is held stationary. Each time the gun completes the firing cycle, the shooter pushes the gun forward. The trigger contacts the trigger finger and the cycle continues. So what the heck is the purpose of this thing? And why are they out there? Some people say it's for those who are handicapped or elderly and can't manipulate, but for the most part, it's been an entertainment purposes only. It's not that accurate, unlike fully automatic shooting. Most people who have them do it so they can legally experience the closest thing to automatic firing. It should be clearly understood that a bump stock does not change any aspect of the firing mechanism of the gun. Since it really doesn't change anything, it didn't change the classification of the firearm either until this week. The Trump administration rolled out a new federal regulation Tuesday, officially banning bump stock the NRA signed off on it. A lot of folks are pissed off. The alcohol, tobacco, and firearms had previously concluded that bump stocks were merely a gun accessory or a firearm part and not subject to federal regulation, but President Donald Trump called on the Justice Department to outlaw the devices soon after the tragedy. Do you remember the tragedy? Mm-hmm. 
on the night of October 1st, 2017, at 10.05 p.m., Stephen Paddock opened fire on a crowd of 22,000 concertgoers attending a country music festival on the Las Vegas Strip from the Mandalay Hotel. The incident is the deadliest mass shooting by a lone murderer in United States history. Paddock opened fire from his hotel room, room 32135, at the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino into a large crowd of concertgoers at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival on the Vegas Strip, killing 58 people and wounded 851 others before shooting and killing himself. In a statement from the Second Amendment Foundation, they say, we recognize that banning firearms accessories is not a solution to violent crime. What do you say? A friend of ours says that every single American should be up in arms over this bump stock ban. He says, forget for a moment that we're talking about a piece of plastic that is a gimmick. Let's look at how this ban was put in place. No law was passed. No law was broken. The item was legal to purchase. Illegally, Department of Justice, with the stroke of a pen, outlawed these items. But how? Congress was not involved. There was no law passed outlawing these items. Such a law wouldn't be able to get through Congress. So DOJ violated the law in quite a number of ways to do it. They declared it a machine gun and subject to prohibition. The term, quote, machine gun, end quote, is very precisely defined in federal code. The term machine gun means any weapon which shoots, is designed to shoot, or can be readily restored to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger. The term shall also include the frame or receiver of any such weapon, any part designed and intended solely and exclusively, or a combination of parts designed and intended for use in converting a weapon into a machine gun, and any combination of parts from which a machine gun can be assembled if such parts are in the possession or under the control of a person. The key point here is, by a single function of the trigger. ATF, prior to DOJ stepping in correctly, identified the bump stock as a non-firearm accessory in compliance with the definition of a machine gun according to federal code. DOJ arbitrarily changed the definition, illegally, for their purposes. Only Congress has the power to make such a change. DOJ does not. The president does not. So, we have a situation now where a lawfully purchased item is declared illegal through illegal means. This creates quite the constitutional crisis. If this is allowed to stand, there is no single area of federal code that cannot be modified at will by any agency, and they can do it without consent of Congress. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the very definition of tyranny. This is not how our republic operates. On top of this, they are demanding the surrender or destruction of these devices without due compensation to the owners. Again, this is an illegal and unconstitutional act. We as Americans have a choice. We comply, we bend the knee, and surrender our freedoms. We do this on bump stocks, and the door is permanently open for future abuses of DOJ and other agencies. Or we resist. Do not comply. We fight it tooth and nail. We refuse to accept their narrative. We tell them no. We back it by force of arms if necessary. There is risk in the latter option. There is tyranny in the former. Pick one. You have no other choices. We have been far too tolerant of this out-of-control government for too long. Our representation in Congress and the presidency 
have for far too long taken our rights and liberties for granted. They have used our freedoms as bargaining chips for their political gain. If what they have done is now allowed to stand, they can ban anything they want. Guns, knives, cars, sexual preference, gay marriage, whatever, simply by deeming it so without Congress. Congress should be up in arms over this. They have been just been made completely moot. Their status in the government no longer matters. Yet, they sit quietly by and watch. It's now up to the citizens to do what is right. Mike says he is publicly calling for the president to rescind this stupid edict and for the DOJ to stop operating outside of its legal boundaries. He's calling on all Americans to fight this wherever you can, whether you're pro-gun, anti-gun, or whatever. Allowing this to stand will do harm to all of us. There is a constitutional process to be followed and has not been followed in this instance. The ban, the bump stock ban, is illegal and unconstitutional. Do not comply. Fight. This is from Michael Meadow. Another gun owner writes, The president is not protecting the Constitution he swore to do. I urge you to call, write, email, and donate to the lawsuits. We really need to get rid of our electoral system and make it so average people with common sense can run for office. Someone that can represent the average man and not be a crony to big business and the richest of America. I don't know about that, but let me know what you think. And another note from a patriot says, we pay the NRA to fight for our gun rights, not to decide which guns we should have and which ones should be given up. To me, this is one of the worst moves I've seen them make, and I believe the leadership at NRA is only out for a paycheck now. They have sold us out, and I've given money to the NRA almost every time they've asked. But I see some real, but until I see some real fight for our rights and a 180-degree change on bump stock issue, I will not give them another dime, no compromise on our Second Amendment rights. What the hell are they doing for us in California? Jersey looks like nothing to me other than them setting us up for the biggest gun grab in our history. While they sit there on their butts and collect big-ass salaries, I feel absolutely betrayed by NRA now. A lot of us will become felons in 90 days thanks to the cowards at the NRA. And that was pretty heated, wasn't it? Yeah. So who was the guy who inspired the bump stock removal from everywhere and the changes of laws? And who was this guy, Stephen Paddock? Stephen Paddock. Depends on how you say his name. Who was this guy? A 64-year-old living in Mesquite, Nevada. He was a real estate investor, property manager, retired accountant, amateur pilot, and avid video poker gambler. He meticulously planned the attack. On September 25th, six days before the shooting, he checked into a room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel with 10 shooting range bags and a computer. On September 29th, he moved into another suite connected to the first one. Both rooms overlooked the festival grounds. He stayed in both in the days leading up to the shooting. After Paddock killed himself, the police found 23 rifles and one handgun inside his rooms. They included 14 .223 caliber AR-15 type rifles, 8 .308 caliber AR-10 type rifles, 1 .308 caliber Ruger American 
bolt action rifle and 138 caliber Smith & Wesson Model 342 revolver. All very expensive, according to law enforcement sources. His arsenal included a large quantity of ammunition and special high-capacity magazines, holding up to 75 or up to 100 cartridges each. Some of the rifles were resting on bipods and were equipped with high-tech telescopic sights. And here's how the bump stocks got in there. All 14 AR-15 type rifles were outfitted with bump fire stocks. Audio recordings of the attack indicated Paddock used these stocks to fire at the crowd in rapid succession. At some point during the attack on the concert goers, Paddock, who had placed a baby monitor camera on a service cart outside his room, fired about 200 rounds through his door. The shots wounded approaching hotel security guard Jesus Campos. The unarmed Campos had attempted enter the 32nd floor first at 9.59 p.m. on an unrelated matter, but he found the door to the hallway screwed shut by Paddock. At 10.05 p.m., Paddock began firing thousands of rounds in rapid succession at the crowd below. He stopped shooting 10 minutes later at 10.15, and we don't really know why, but it is speculated that Paddock had committed suicide at that time. According to the chronology of the events established by the authorities in the following days, the first two police officers reached the 32nd floor of the hotel at 10.17 p.m. A minute later, they were shown the location of his door. Between 10.26 and 10.30 p.m., an additional eight Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department officers joined them and began clearing other suites along the 32nd floor hallway. At 10.55 p.m., eight SWAT officers entered the 32nd floor through the second stairwell nearest to Paddock's suite. Once all the other rooms of the floor had been cleared, at 11.20, more than an hour after the first two officers arrived, and 65 minutes after Paddock had ceased firing, the police breached his door with an explosive charge and entered the room. Paddock was found dead inside his suite from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. In addition to the firearms and accessories found in Paddock's hotel room, there was a note that included handwritten calculations about where he needed to aim to maximize his accuracy. The note contained the actual distance to the target, his own elevation, and the bullet trajectory related to the line of fire. There were also a number of laptops in the suite, one of which is missing a hard drive. Forensic um, scientists discovered hundreds of images of child pornography. Coincidentally, his brother Bruce was arrested in North Hollywood on charges of possessing over 600 child pornography images. Now, this is like one of those side little things they throw in here if they want to make you seem even worse than you are. All I can tell you for sure is that Paddock is dead and 58 people are dead and like 851 people were wounded from this thing. Everything else is just from research and reports and people's opinions of what happened. But we know what happened afterward. We don't have any answers on the why. But we do know now. It's illegal to own, buy, or sell a bump stock. There is no grandfather clause either, meaning they must be turned into the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives without compensation. And possession could result in a $250 fine or a year in prison. And that law went into effect March 26, 2019. This final rule amends the regulatory definition of a machine gun in Title 27 Code of Federal Regula Regulations, or CFR, Sections 447.11, 478.11, and 479.11. The final rule amends the regulatory text 
by adding the following language. The term, quote, machine gun includes bump stock devices, i.e. devices that allow a semi-automatic firearm to shoot more than one shot with a single pull of a trigger by harnessing the recoil energy of the semi-automatic firearm to which it is affixed so that the trigger reset and continues firing without additional physical manipulation of the trigger by the shooter. Furthermore, the final rule defines automatically and single function of the trigger as those terms are used in the statutory definition of machine gun specifically. And then it goes down to a couple other points. But I can share that with you if you're interested in the details. I will try to put that all in the show notes on blackmanwithagun.com. Well, this brings us to an interesting point. One, how much is too much for you? Just asking. And do you ever think about how politicians use inanimate objects as scapegoats? You know, a scapegoat is a biblical term. It's a term from the Torah. Uh, it's a Hebrew term. In the Old Testament ritual of Yom Kippur, or in the Holy Bible, in the Leviticus 16, 8 through 10, a goat is symbolically burdened with the sins of the Jewish people. Some scholars believe that the animal was chosen by lot to placate Azazel, a wilderness demon identified with yellow eyes, mentioned in the Apocrypha and used in a lot of stories and horror stuff, then thrown over a precipice outside of Jerusalem to rid the nation of its iniquities. In short, a scapegoat has come to mean any group or individual or thing that innocently bears the blame of others. And we do that a lot with guns. Fascists often blame their country's problems on scapegoats. Jews, Freemasons, Marxists, immigrants were just among a few. Whenever you hear somebody blaming some other group, they're usually the scapegoat. I think now it's gun owners. To some people. Think about that for a minute. You get blamed for everything somebody does criminally. Just because you're a gun owner. That's a scapegoat. Want to know the history of scapegoating? The use of scapegoats has a long and varied history, actually, involving many kinds of animals as well as human beings. In ancient Greece, human scapegoats, called formicos, were used to mitigate a plague or other calamity or even prevent such ills. The Athenians, the Greeks, uh, chose a man and a woman for the festival of Thargelia. After being feasted, the couple was led around the town, beaten with green twigs, driven out of the city, and possibly even stoned. And in this way, it was supposedly protected from ill fortune for another year. But wait, there's more. During the Roman feast of Lupercalia, which resembles Mardi Gras, actually, and so has some roots in Mardi Gras, in some places, priests cut thongs from the sacrificial animals, goats and a dog, then raced around the walls of an old Palestine city, striking women, especially, as they passed with the thongs. A blow from the hide of the scapegoat was said to cure sterility. In early Roman law, an innocent person was allowed to take upon himself the penalty of another who had confessed his own guilt. Now, anybody's ears pick up when I said Azazel? You've probably heard that in a couple of um, horror movies. I remember it from um, maybe Exorcist 2 uh, and uh, The Fallen, actually, with Denzel Washington. Was it the fallen? I think it was. Time. 
is on my side. Check that out. Let me know if I'm right. But who is the real demon here? Murderer. Mass murderer Stephen Paddock. Yeah, don't forget that. Don't try to blame an inanimate object, a gun, an accessory of a gun. The reason it happens is that in our political correct society, it's a lot nicer to dog a gun than dog a person. Yeah, don't want to speak ill of the dead, even if they're evil. You don't want to speak ill of anybody that can sue you. So you just blame the gun. You blame a part that didn't do anything to anybody. Bump stocks were an accessory. So we can throw it under the bus. But I'm tending to agree with my brothers who say that we should probably do something more than just sit on this one. But you tell me, am I too hyped for this? Am I out of my league? How much is too much for you? When will you actually join your state organization? When will you actually get involved in doing something other than just watching stuff happen? Are you a member of your state and local gun organization? The ones who are actually talking to legislators, protesting, going to the state house. More and more, you're going to see that being involved in a, the big organizations that's just sending your money, you're just sending your money. I think it's time out for that. If I'm wrong, tell me so. MarylandShallIssue.org It's an all-volunteer, nonpartisan organization dedicated to the preservation and advancement of gun owners' rights in Maryland. It seeks to educate the community about the right of self-protection, the safe handling of firearms, and the responsibility that goes with carrying a firearm in public. MarylandShallIssue.org This is the group, your group, the grassroots group in the state of Maryland. Join us, no matter where you are, MarylandShallIssue.org This portion of the show is sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com Crossbreed Holsters has gained national recognition as a maker of the best and most functional concealment holsters available on the market today. Each holster is handcrafted to ensure your firearm is safe and secure while carrying, combined with the best customer service in the industry. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com All right, we go back to gun rights again, and you're not quite sure what's in your state, what's available. Send me an email, blackmanwiththegun at gmail.com, and I'll let you know. I'll look on my database, I'll look in my computer, and I'll see if i got a contact for anybody in your area so that you can shoot with, contact uh, legislatively or with, and uh, get back on track. We, we need you. We need your voice. We need your face in the place. Um, this We the People stuff is starting to get serious. And in case you missed it, don't forget to check out um, El Segundo Edicto or EL2E.com and check out our Second Amendment advocacy and show in Spanish that I'm producing. I want to take the next few minutes and let you know that I've created a new podcast for the Second Amendment for Spanish speakers called El Segundo Edicto. And it's hosted by my friend and brother from the Latin gun owners group, Carlos Alvarez. You can check it out at el2e.com. How you doing, Carlos? Maravilloso. Te habla Carlos Álvarez aquí en el programa Segundo Edicto. You got that? Check it out.
SegundoEdicto.com. I know we got it hard out here. I do. Been doing this thing since 91. I know. It takes all of us to fix it, though. All of us. So this is a one man's just attempt to try to get things straight on my watch. If you'd like to support my work, the podcast, I got a Patreon.com account. Patreon.com forward slash black man with a gun. And uh, you can be a show enough supporter just like these guys. Are we the meanest? Are we the prettiest? Are we the baddest mofo low down around this town? Are we not the supporters of the black man with a gun? I can't hear you. Patreon.com forward slash black man with a gun. And that's that factory whistle down at the quarry. So like Fred Flintstone, I'm going to slide off the dinosaur's tail and head on out of here. Check out and subscribe to my new podcast, which is coming out April 1st called How to Prevail. And you can find it and subscribe to it if you go to kenspodcast.com. It's real easy. We also got a Facebook page. We're trying to get emergency preparedness and uh, emergency stuff, just uh, tips and tricks and common sense stuff just to save my people. You're my people. And I want to make sure that we share the knowledge that we have. Amen? Amen. Remember, if there's anything that you need from me, you can contact me at blackmanwithagun.com and blackmanwithagun at gmail.com is my email address. I got some cool logo keychains for five bucks to help uh, keep me going. If you don't want to spend a 20 for an autographed copy of the book, we got stuff popping. Just need your help there. Our quote for this week is, strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you thought you couldn't. Just in case nobody has told you this today, I love you. There's not a damn thing you can do about it either. Until next week. Shalom, baby. Until next time, friends. To keep in touch with Ken and his cause, head over to blackmanwithagun.com. Blanchard.media. 